Thank you for listening to Cafecito with us. I'm Sarah. And I'm Diana. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome and how that's impacted our lives. Our lives. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we were unpacking a bit of this before and it's like being in being in spaces and just not believing that you're in that in that space in that moment um I guess first starting with work and then outside of those spaces too when have you felt that the most Diana actually in my graduate studies in school and college but also at work more recently and just being and speaking about the workplace being the youngest one right yeah. um and not only are you a latina but you're also the youngest one in the, in the team in the group and everyone's like 50 plus yeah super intimidating so yeah. i questioned a lot like am i supposed to be here yeah. should i speak up i mean there's yeah. all these like subject matter experts and yeah. you're again like the youngest one and so you have all this you know, like doubt inside that you're even deserving yeah. of being in the in the space in the table. Um, so yeah, so that was like one one example in like yeah. the workplace. I realized it, I guess, and I and I I guess I just realized it as you were speaking um, in graduate school. I guess it hit me because I went straight through. So mm-hmm. I graduated from undergrad and I went straight into graduate school. Um, and at that point I had been accepted as a deferred student. So basically I needed to maintain a specific GPA to stay in the program. Mm -hmm. So having gone straight in, I was 22 years old and I step into my first class and there's a bunch of adults, as I say, experienced adults, Mm -hmm. um, in the room, people who have been in the workforce for a long time. And it was myself and one other person who were similar in age who kind of went straight through and then everyone else were more experienced in adulthood than I was so I felt very much like "Uh Mm uh-oh what am I doing here yeah I had a similar experience actually in graduate school I mean I didn't go straight through I worked for a little bit after undergrad so I went when I was 24 um to London School of Economics but I was one of the youngest ones there Everyone else had careers in like government because I was doing an MPA, a master in public administration, um, and a lot of international folks. So yeah, they were working in their central banks for their countries. Again, yeah. government officials. You know, someone in the class was like, "Hey, there's you know Colombia's president's daughter might be in this class." So it was like a lot yeah, of like yeah. the social class too um, was another thing. Um, I'll never forget. Someone actually asked me what my last name was. Yes, that's such a common, and that's such a thing, not in the like, US. Well, you know what well, the response was? Because they wanted to know if I was the daughter of a diplomat, an Ecuadorian diplomat. Oh. Because they knew like I was an American, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was an Ecuadorian oh, living Ecuadorian. in America. So they were like, oh, she's gotta be like, gotta I have mean, money, gotta have politically connected yeah. in Ecuador. And I was just like, you have no idea where I'm coming yeah. from. <laughs> well, like that's such a, just because you touched on it, the cuál es tu apellido is a very interesting question, and it's annoying. Mm. It's annoying. Like mm. I find it to be because I know what it roots, what it, what it stems from, mm. and it's like, what does it matter? 
Like we're in the same, we're holding the same space. We're breathing the same air. What does it matter what my last name is? And the insinuation Mm -hmm. of that is insulting, but unfortunately like once you hit a level of like academia, when you're in, you're in a space with so many different people, which is like a beautiful thing too, because you get to live and learn and like understand. But that, I, I can't like I can't believe it, yeah. and I can believe that you were asked that yeah. question about what your last name is. You know, and like the folks that were like international kids, so they spoke English, but it was yeah. because they went to private schools, oh, of course. Yeah, bilingual yeah. schools. And here I was, I'm like, yeah, I speak English, obviously, because I grew up in the United States, but I was going to public schools in yeah. New York. So like the level, like even the education yeah, level, yeah. And like the resources I had were significantly, in my opinion, lower than where they were coming even though they were developing quote-unquote nations or developed countries yeah it was a lot of that like me feeling like do i even belong here with all these folks cool and not that not that everyone was privileged but like certainly again because they were speaking bilingual i knew like the schools that they were going to in their countries were well like seeing it from the outside right so just meeting you Mm -hmm. right when you said that you we're in London for graduate school. There's an immediate perception mm-hmm. of you because you went to school in London. Yeah. There's a thought that your life is very different than what it actually is yeah. because of where you went to mm-hmm. school. It's a lot of student debt, baby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Ones, but yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And so everyone thought immediately, like, oh, well, then you're, you must be one of us. Right. And it's like, quote unquote. Sort of in an academic, in an a, academic. like an academic standing, yeah, for sure. But like life wise, yeah. different, different walks of life, which is what you know, college and like graduate school mm-hmm. and all of that kind of shows you. I think that's the beauty mm-hmm. of being in those spaces because immediately, like, you feel this way, but then you're humbled, but then also you're like, no, I can, yeah. I can swim here. Like, mm-hmm. this is the, if I got accepted, and that's the thing, it's like, mm-hmm. I got accepted here. So obviously, I have some level, some yeah. some level of potential. I deserve to. Be in I this deserve space. to be in the space. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, mine was in graduate school, so I was the youngest, one of the youngest. I went straight through, so I didn't have very much life experience. Mm-hmm. I was going through the motions of being in school. Mm-hmm. So, my outlook on life was my priorities were different I didn't have a fam I didn't have like a husband I didn't have children I was just you know living my best 22 year old life um but yeah it hit me in graduate school and then you know fast forward into the job that I recently had for five years also again the youngest one of the youngest um with a with a with a leadership position which I was super grateful for because um, it was my first. Mm-hmm. It was my first time in being accepted in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had to snap myself into reality a couple of times to believe that mm-hmm. that was my role. And like, I don't tie a lot of things into title, but coming from the organization that I was coming from, a lot goes into what your title oh, is. Yeah. Um, which is why, you know, all the introductions are like your name and what your title is, mm-hmm. what the program is, or like what hospital you're from. Like right. that was important. 
Um, so I, in the beginning, I did feel very shy in those spaces at the, at the, at the table. But like in the work that I was doing in the community, I felt like one with my people, like that's where I needed to be. And I think that's what helped me stay strong. It was like, no, 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 I'm supposed to be here. I just needed to convince myself of that while I was in those spaces. Yeah. I think for me, like the folks, and this is why your colleagues are so important in confirming your space in a place. Um, granted, you could do your own self-talk, self-pep mm-hmm. you know, talking, but like for me, again, in this corporate setting, it's been those seasoned mm-hmm. individuals and, and colleagues yeah. that have encouraged me, like, you belong here. Yeah. Like, they're the ones that when I would, you know, say like, or see me like a yeah. little nervous, would be like, no, you, you, yeah. you know, you're here for a reason. And even not necessarily my, you know, supervisors, but others in other departments saying, you should be the one leading those departments yeah. or you should be leading the team. So like just those encouraging words yeah. have also reaffirmed and helped yeah. mitigate that feeling of like imposter syndrome. Yeah. I had I had an experience where so I to backtrack a bit. So like my emotional language, my like feeling language, my language, my love language, I guess <laughs> you could say, is Spanish, right? So mm. I feel that I can articulate very, very well my emotions, you know, what I, the passion, all of that, mm. especially within work in Spanish. So I was in a role where I was able to do that. Mm. And I remember we had this huge event for work. It was a breakfast with like Spanish media. And I had my deck ready and it was in English. Like it was prepared in English because we had outsiders coming in um and I was asked to do it in English but then immediately this room filled up with I kid you not like almost 100 people it was a lot of people there was no there was nowhere to stand and we're all running around trying to grab these chairs and I was like I cannot make this presentation in English because everyone in here the majority is Spanish speaking Mm. I can't do it in English and and also like it's blasphemous for me to be in a room with people who speak Spanish and for me to speak to them in English is insulting, yeah. right? So I immediately, ig- not ignored, but like my CEO was there and she doesn't speak Spanish mm-hmm. and the leadership doesn't speak Spanish. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to just do this in Spanish. So I remember oh, rolling up rolling yeah. up my deck because I was like, I, I was nervous about it in English, but I wasn't nervous about it in mm-hmm. Spanish. Um, and my CEO was always very good with understanding that like, no, you do what you need to do. Like you need to say it in Spanish, forget about me. I'll get the, I'll get the, I'll get the information later. (laughs) Do. And the moment I got up in front of people, so I'm again, short, I'm five feet. I don't like to wear heels. Um, I wear them because I have to, I guess. And I remember, and my heels are not like stilettos. I'm not that much taller. But, you know, small girl in the front of the room rolled up my deck and pacing back and forth and just spouting out this information in Spanish. And I remember the faces of the community members sitting there and they're smiling and they're ex- like, they were so proud. They're proud. They're so happy. And then my coworkers, my colleagues, leadership also looking, no idea what I'm saying, <laughs> staring at me like, whoa. Because, yeah, I can speak publicly in English, but the Spanish aspect of it, and that was the moment that I was like, I got this. Yeah. This is this is pan comido. Like, I, <laughs> I, am, 
I'm good. I'm good. And the level of respect that I got after doing that, because anyone else would have like panicked with the amount I was expecting to present to like 30 people. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who was in the room, but like, no, it was, it was jam packed. There was a lot of people in there. And that was my moment that I realized I have a good way of speaking. <laughs> like yeah. I'm actually good at this. Like I can do this. And in Spanish, even better. But yeah, That's that still. was my that was my moment that I stopped having the imposter syndrome in that space. Mm-hmm. That's great. I mean, I'm not gonna say like I'm free of imposter syndrome because I'm still in the space <laughs> in yeah. this in that in yeah. that space. I still have it. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, it's listen. It's a working right. It's something you work on. I think as you grow in all facets of your life, whether yeah. it's personal work, educational. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I've watched you present Diana, and <laughs> I, I've been thrown in the fire. I, I am blown away at your Thank way you. of, of literally that I'm like, oh. I mean, it's, 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 it makes me feel super proud of you Thank when you. I see you do it. And I'm like, huh, we're okay. Like, we have <laughs> these okay. emotions, we're okay. Like, we have these feelings of imposter syndrome, but like, we're we right. Do. We're no, we, we we're to. in the spaces that we needed to be. Exactly. And you're smart. <laughs> like mm, you're you're yeah. smart. Like you know you know your stuff. And every I think that's the that's the thing of getting out of the imposter syndrome yeah. is like no one knows this. Like I know this. Mm-hmm. Like this is the material that I know. True. True. That's why you don't have to practice. Yeah. Like that's why like going in and presenting. Like you can roll up your deck and be like. You know so pass me the mic, <laughs> pass me the mic, make me the host on Zoom. Psh, I don't even need the deck. I don't even need to see my screen. Yeah, that's true. Though. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Like, it's, I think a lot of it is being thrown into the fire. Yeah. And, and right, the advice is you're still going to be afraid and do it anyway. Like, yeah. you know your stuff. And yeah. it's normal to feel the feelings of like, yeah. can I do this? Am I really the one that should be? Yes. The answer is yes, but at the end of the day, as long as you take action, don't get paralyzed with yeah. inaction. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the other thing too, and I think that that helps with the imposter syndrome is it's not about the words, right? It's about your actions mm-hmm. too, like how you carry out this work that you're doing, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the the new wave of our generation where we are not just like, well, we say... Mm-hmm we like this or we do this for our role but like we actually live it with our lifestyle and our choices right so there's no need to be insecure about yourself when you come from a place of conviction and like Mm -hmm. no like I know the work that I'm doing Mm -hmm. I know what I'm talking about and I actually act Mm -hmm. on it whereas other people say things but they don't they can speak beautifully like there are people Mm -hmm. that we've like Everywhere, oh, yeah. you you know they're great, great, great mm-hmm. fantastic. That you're like, wow, how they had this cadence when they spoke, mm-hmm. and like how they pace and how they walk. They're not fidgeting. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. But then you're in a room with them, or you see them, and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. damn, like yeah, you didn't do what you said. You didn't you're do, do yeah, yeah. But like, you, you can tell a beautiful story. What you which say. Is, <laughs> it's kind of like no longer believing in Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Like, being an adult and being in these spaces, you're like, 
oh, wow, this person has all these accolades and like, wow, they're a great speaker and this, that, and the other. And then you dig in a little deeper and you're like, dude, <laughs> I could do that job. I could do that job. I could do that. Like, that's literally, that's been I could finesse words together. I can, I can do that. You can do but that, like the yeah. action of it is what matters. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It's, uh... You know, we've got we could we could probably do like a whole like oh tips, but yeah, I mean, it's normal. It's something we've certainly struggled with and have overcome, and you know, with practice with anything too. Like, yeah, just I keep putting yourself for out sure. There, like for sure, like if you avoid it and you let fear overcome, it's never gonna get better. Well, like you're not the same person that you were <laughs> yeah. five years ago. Exactly. When you started time, the role or started yeah. the job, mm-hmm. right? Like. I know that when I took the position, I had no idea that I had to do all this like public speaking mm-hmm. and have like commitments like that. I, di- I did not expect it. I didn't know. And then all of a sudden you get thrown in and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I like, I look back and I think of myself now and how I was back in 2017. And I'm like, not the same. Oh, yeah. Not the same. And who teaches you these things? So that's the other thing. I remember, yeah. like, learning so quickly in my work, like, yeah. and just trying to... The one thing about me is, like, I'm very observant. So, like, once I see someone who, like, I want to model after, yes. like, I'm like, how do they talk? How do they present themselves? Yes. How yes. do they show yes. up to yes. work? Yes. What type of... And so, like, I was very good, because we don't have that in our house. Yeah. Mama is not going to, like, she... Yeah. Yeah. Granted, yes, she always told me, you know, pain at them, like, right. thing in, but, like, that's not the same thing as going to corporate nine to five. You get the los ojos que no Right. You know, right. like, so there are things that you just don't, you know, right. grow up having, like, yeah. someone to mention you that way, and so, I yeah. Think, I think it requires you to be very reflective mm-hmm. and very critical of yourself, but not in a bad way, like, not over-criticizing yourself, but, like, something that I learned, and it's... Mm-hmm. And I've not gotten made fun of, but it's like a character trait that people describe me as that have known me for a very long time is I flip my hair. Mm. I flip my hair a lot, especially if it's down. <laughs> I'm constantly like flipping my hair. It's been a th- it's like a signature move. Like everyone has a thing. My thing was the hair flip. However, hair flipping is extremely, extremely distracting. Mm. Extremely. And I realized that I was doing it as like my signature move, but also it was like a nervous tick that I would do it when I was nervous. And I saw someone speaking once that was twirling their hair as they were speaking. And she was saying such great stuff, but I was so distracted by her twirling her hair. Mm -hmm. And it's so stupid. Like, and, and this is like women in the workplace. Like this is dumb stuff that should not even be influenced. But what I learned from that was if I have to do a presentation or if I have to do something, mm-hmm. my hair is going to be up. To avoid this whole touching, moving, my hair is out of my face. Mm-hmm. And also, no one's getting distracted by it. Yeah. That's good. For me. For you me. You had that awareness. Too. I was like, no, no, no. This is not. And that and the ums. Oh, and yeah. the likes. The likes and the ums are things that you needed to work mm-hmm. on. And like. And like. <laughs> and like work on. Yeah. But, but specifically just. But that doesn't come up as much when you are sure that you know your material. Mm-hmm. That that's an internal. Yeah, you're not thing. filling up space because <laughs> you know what you're talking yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah, I think observing folks to your point, like looking at what others do, both the things that you want to adopt right. and the things that you want to avoid. 
Super right? important. I mean, there's there's all these little tips and tricks. I, I think for me, it's you know keep your hair pulled back. Mm-hmm. Keep your hair pulled back. Don't wear um, a lipstick that's too dark, only because if it gets on your teeth. So like all of these, <laughs> all these aesthetic things. But you know, uh, my things that I was like super mindful of, and also for me is having something in my hand, mm. like a pen or something, because I get nervous. But I don't want people to see yeah. that I'm nervous and I'm like you know fidgeting. So I just have a pen in my hand or paper, like the deck that I have as as notes. I use them, I roll it up, and I literally walk around and pace with it. Like, that ends up being oh, yeah. my tool. Every time I've had, like, talking points or, like, any written papers, I don't even use them. Like, yeah. once you're ready to go, like, it's all in your head and you know the work. So it's like you don't even use those things. And I've never seen any good speaker, like, reading off <laughs> the right. script or right. a paper. It's like right, they right, just right. do that, what they got to like, do. Also, totally okay to check on your notes. Yeah. To say that you, yeah. oh, let me just check. Oh, I oh, missed yeah, something. Like a this stat or something. You know? Yeah. But who says that we have to have yeah. this all memorized? Yeah. Like, yeah. you can have a note and just be like, oh, also mm-hmm. wanted to share this. That doesn't make you weak. That doesn't mean you're unprepared. But, like, these are the things you tell yourself, yeah. which is, like, what adds to this whole imposter syndrome situation. Yeah. Definitely, like, your call to, to circle back to what you said when you have seasoned colleagues affirming that you are and you belong in that space is definitely helpful yeah it's definitely helpful I've had that with with my colleagues in in those spaces and I very much appreciate like that's what keeps you going Mm -hmm. when you have that sort Mm -hmm. of support yeah and sometimes it's not your supervisor because not everybody will have these right we're ideal like supportive supervisors managers but it could be other colleagues, coworkers in that space at CU. I mean, I've been fortunate enough. I even had like CEOs like emailing yeah. me separately saying, yeah. "You did amazing. You did great." That's great. Like, so that's again super helpful and reinforcing. Yeah. But yeah, I've also had like other departments totally unrelated to my um, supervisor manager yeah. like, say the same thing. So yeah, that's helpful. Not yeah. necessary. Again, your well, validation. So that's that, where it's but it's you know what, Diana, to that point, and for you saying that, and the fact that it's not just like a CEO yeah. or a VP or an AVP saying mm-hmm. this to you, but you know, a colleague exactly. and someone maybe with a title different than yours, mm-hmm. um, it just reminds you. And and I've practiced this yeah. is when someone does a really good job presenting, and if I know them, I mess. I I would send them an email. Oh, yeah. And say, hey, you did Mm -hmm. fantastic. That was a great, you know, that was a great presentation. And not, like, fake, but just, like, genuine. You rocked it. You did a good job. And I think what I learned was we're all going through imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And, like, we're all in the space of, like, ooh. Mm -hmm. And we need that encouragement. Not everyone is as vulnerable to talk about it and be like, no, I fully felt uncomfortable, but I'm here and I sometimes don't feel like I'm supposed to be here, but I'm here. Some people feel like that's a weakness to share and like maybe someone could use it. You know, like not all people are great people. Like maybe someone would use it to their advantage as like your Mm -hmm. weakness, but also like shame on them. Right. Because you being self-reflective, I think, really, really helps you mm-hmm. just move forward in life and be like, no, no, yeah, let me evaluate no, the situation. No, feedback is everything. Yeah. That's one thing like, I've learned to appreciate. In I accept feedback. And, like, I ask for it. I'm yeah. like, I... The more you, you know, the, the more better. You know, like, right. Whether it's what would you have done differently? Like, yeah. And knowing who you ask, right? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Because there's people who be like, yeah, I would do this, I would do that. But they're not the person to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, not everyone in a position of leadership is the person to ask. Because there are also yeah. people who are not in a quote-unquote position or a title of leadership, mm-hmm. but they are brilliant. Like, yeah. they should be in a position yeah. of leadership. And those are the people that you should be speaking to and reaching out to and asking advice from. Yeah. And that's why, like, I'm, like, super observant. Like, I, I try to figure out, like, what people are really good at. Because you're right, not everyone just because they're in a leadership position yeah. or good at X, Y, and Z. So Some people don't have good leaders mm-hmm. to elevate them. So they're in a role and they're just brilliant. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's the support. I think it's the – I think – to tie it all together is is supporting one another regardless of your title. Mm-hmm. Like you were once in a position like that. You were once in 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 a in a smaller role mm-hmm. and now you're in a bigger one. And acknowledging that is is extremely helpful to helping the next person. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of this ties together in in making a better work environment, which I think is where there's a bit of a struggle now because we're in the in-betweens of of different generations all entering the workforce at the same time or in the workforce at the same time I should say not entering but it's definitely like I think there's a need for a more collaborative Mm -hmm. space because this imposter syndrome stuff will be more addressed and it's like from the get-go at a meeting the whole we're no longer introducing ourselves with the title because it's not relevant to yeah. the space that we're in. We're all people and we're all breathing the same air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's the stuff they don't teach you in orientation or on your first yeah. day. And even like, it's not like there's a buddy system where someone's, <laughs> you know, for the first like year in college, you, there's, there's nothing like that. Like it a cohort. Like, yeah, like a cohort. Like you're this on is your, your own. Buddy. This is your buddy. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard. It's a hard thing, but... um. Again, you've got to address it and know that we all go through it. And to your point, like, let's make make it easier forever. Exactly. I mean, I think there's always, there's going to be an opportunity to be in these positions of leadership and and power Mm -hmm. to change the dynamics around. And that's what I most look forward to in the future. I think our generation is change the game. Yes. (laughs) The more we rise up. Yeah. Hello. Like, we don't need to, well, I mean, like, we can go on and on about this in regards to, like, our (laughs) generation and how we... I think we see how things could be without the fluff. Exactly. Like if Timmy wants to come in in jeans to work, but he's freaking brilliant. And who made those laws? (laughs) Who made these practices like the standard? Like like, think about it. Right. Like does a tie make you smarter? Was it made by people that look like you and I? Right. Or women. Well, that's the thing. It's like I mean, there's just so much there. I I mentioned in the beginning, like I don't necessarily enjoy wearing heels because like mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. i accept i don't I have an issue with my heat my heat my height <laughs> it is what it is i'm small but that doesn't make me dumb for being short you know See, what i mean i've always worn them for height to be taller for right appearance, well yeah presence, no no like obviously I like <laughs> i do it for the aesthetic purpose of like my pants look better oh, in yeah. my heat like fashion, the fashion be, the fashion reason why but i am I object to it from a value fundamental standpoint that like why do I need to be taller for you to hear me? Mm-hmm. Why is that a thing? Like and and all of these, you know, if if, if Sarah wants to yeah. come in 
you know, respectful. Like, I'm not saying come in and, like, rip jeans and, like, a ble- you know, a T-shirt with, like, manchas de, de cloro on it to a presentation. Like, let's be real. But what difference does it make if I'm wearing, like, dark wash jeans, yeah. a blouse, and I go in to present? Like, who am I offending? Yeah. And that's where all of this comes from. Like, that's where all this imposter syndrome comes What purse am I using? What, you know, who gives a shit yeah. about the purse that I'm using? You know, how's my hair? I mean, there's a, there's a lot. But, like, I have, I have high hopes for our generation that when we end up in these positions of leadership that, like, we remove all this excess fluff and just focus on the work. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, listen, I'm one that, like, I've been very conscious about what I wear yeah how I present myself yeah. well you're in a different space your point you're, like the heels like oh, yeah, I'm guilty yeah. of that like well, and I do enjoy diff- it but, but you but here's the here's mm-hmm. the thing with our generation too Diana and we know how to play the game <laughs> like I'm fundamentally against it but yeah. my ass is wearing yeah. heels and slacks exactly. and a button down and a blazer yeah. to a meeting yeah. like obviously I want to be heard. I know the rules. Like, I want to be heard. I want to be taken seriously. I'm I'm playing the role. Yeah, and you're right. And that's, see, see, that's the other thing. I can play the role. I'm so young, too. Like, as we were saying, like, and so it's like, okay, no, I got to be taken seriously. Yeah. You see me rock this, like, skirt situation. (laughs) Well, but I've always admired the same person who you have looked up to in her fun way of wearing color. Mm Mm-hmm necklaces glasses like just fabulous fabulous she is fabulous and looking at her do that Mm -hmm. gave permission Mm -hmm. to be like well i'm gonna use a fun color too like i'm gonna do a pop of color because like i'm young why Mm -hmm. i don't want to wear why do i have to wear like like, black black, like it doesn't go with my complexion like true (laughs) you know so it's like that permission Mm -hmm. to be young but even that diana like I've had situations where, like, well, I don't want to wear all black or all gray or all of this. So it's like if I wore, like, an olive color pant from Banana Republic and, like, a white blouse and, like, a really pretty necklace or, like, a statement, you know, earring, it was like, oh, well, don't you look fun? And it's like, yeah, because I'm in my 20s. Oh, I got those comments. You look fun? Yeah. Because I'm, like, 20. That depends I'm, on the culture of your... I'm not wearing shoulder pads. Yeah. Sorry. Like, I'm young. Why would I, like... No. So that I was need shoulder my... pads because I small shoulders. Is that what they're for? <laughs> Is that what they're for? I struggle with small shoulder situation, but... Is that what shoulder pads are for? Girl, my purse don't stay sometimes. Like, that's how small my shoulders be like. <laughs> I went to the whole story. I'm like, what? Conversation. No, but it's like you know what I mean. Like, I know, I know. I can't. I can't. So I was like, if I'm gonna have to do this, have fun with it. I'm gonna have fun with it. Like, I'm gonna have fun with it. Add your style. I'm gonna have fun with it. I agree. I'm gonna have fun with it. I'm pretty emboldened now. Like, I do. Yeah, for sure. Some colorful stuff. Yeah, because it's like, come on, live a little. Come on, like if I have to do this. Yeah. But but going to that, like, yeah, I'm fundamentally and morally against having to do it. But I do but it because I do it, it. But when you do it, I do it right. see how we do it. I do exactly. it right. 
See, now I, I feel do like we need right. photos for this. Okay. <laughs> we need to give you all visuals. of all. No, no, but for sure. Yeah. It, but I think times will change. Yeah. Hopefully in all of this. Because, like, it's exhausting. Okay. The amount of time you waste on this imposter syndrome of, like, do I look mm-hmm. the part for this mm-hmm. going into the office? Now, I'm not talking about a meeting. Like, just going into the office. Meanwhile, Steve Jobs is just wearing, like, a black tie well, and jeans. I mean... I mean, not, come on, not, not wasting the time, decision making time. Like, unless they do fold, it's like you got the same. Like, there's no thinking. It's just you pick one and you go. That honestly, I'm not even against yeah. uniform. Like, yeah. if you're like jeans and wear a shirt, yeah. I like fine, <laughs> easy, easy. Can just I make sure papers? the colors look right and on, on a great on all or something? <laughs> my my thing is like, there's not the right button amount of buttons and like it closes and like it fits. It's form fitting. If we're gonna do it, we gotta do it right. But yeah, I mean, it's it's all of this ties into the imposter. Is this the right thing? Why am I worried about like the shoes that I'm wearing when I should be worried about the presentation oh, yeah. I'm about to give? Yeah, right. those are our two cents. <laughs> we hope it was helpful. <laughs> thanks. All right, thanks for listening, everyone.